Every day, we rise, challenging ourselves to work for what we believe in. At U.S. Border Patrol, protecting our borders is more than a job. It's a calling. Agents answer the call, working together to keep our country and communities safe. If you are ready for a new mission, join U.S. Border Patrol and go beyond. Learn more at cbp.gov careers. Hello and salutations to all. Welcome to this edition of Ford Pass Thinking Audio Content. I'm your host, as always, Jondres, and today I'm joined by Aaron Coscarelli. Aaron Coscarelli, how the heck are you? Hey, Jondres, I am good. I am so excited for this upcoming play the game. Oh, me too. Hey, Aaron, uh, I have a question for what? you before we get started. Um, your okay. last name kind of makes me want to do a really bad, kind of offensive Italian accent, like impression. Does that happen to you a lot? Uh, well, go for it. Let me hear it. Uh, Aaron Cascarelli. I'm also doing things with my hands that you can't see. So that's a part of it, too. It happens to me often. <laughs> it just, it, it, yeah, I feel compelled. I feel like a lot of people might feel compelled, too. It's a great name. You know, and it's, I don't find it offensive. If it makes you smile when you say my last name, like a terrible Italian accent, <laughs> I mean, go for it. Why right. not? Yeah, there we go. Um... So you spent some time in the Coliseum last Saturday. How was that? Whoa, much better than last year's experience. Can I tell uh, you? Yeah. Um, it was it was awesome. You know, and it was first of all, I have plenty of experience in the Coliseum, being that I went to USC and I saw quite a few Trojan college football games there. Um, but there is nothing like going to an NFL playoff game there. I mean the. Energy is completely different. The excitement off the chain. Um, and then, of course, obviously leaving the Coliseum with a win uh, made it all that much better because last year, so many just mistakes on special teams. That Rams Coliseum was quiet. So, oh, and also, too, felt like I was in Dallas. There were so many Cowboys fans. And it didn't help that I was also in the visitor section. So um, my ears my ears hurt a little bit, but other than that, it was it was awesome. It was really cool to to be to be able to see it up close and personal. I declared Saturday night's MVP uh, the DJ that was playing at the Coliseum. Those that he was playing some jams. That was crazy. Just over the TV I was getting pumped. I know, I know. And by the way, how many celebrity star sightings were there in L.A.? I mean, LeBron was there. Stephen A. got booed really loudly. Apparently, <laughs> Cowboy fans hate his guts. I didn't even know that. Um, well, Stephen yeah, A. appeared was- because Hunter Henry played for the first time this year, right? So he he made his appearance after Hunter Henry appeared, right? Of course. There yeah. you go. Right. Yes. How, big celebrities. How, how about Aaron Coscarelli was there? I mean, right? I, it was like so uncomfortable leaving the Coliseum. All the paparazzi were around <laughs> me. I mean, it was very uncomfortable. I, I'm sure. But no, yeah. it was fun, nonetheless. Um, so now we have their NFC matchup set. We have the two Shans, the young hotshot and the old grizzled veteran. Do we do we think that maybe Sean Payton is a little, uh, maybe that's a little bit on a chip on his shoulder that the young hotshot Sean is getting all this attention for being the offensive innovator, and he's like, but look at Taysom Hill, I'm doing that stuff. I'm a, I'm an innovator. <laughs> Battle of the Shans. I know, right? Um, I think it's this game. 
So when I was watching the Saints game last week, I thought, wow, Sean Payton, who I, I actually really like him. You know, I, I don't know if I told you the story about how he called my cousin who had lymphoma, who's a huge Saints fan. He called him and he gave him a Drew Brees signed jersey. So forever, Sean Payton will have a very special place in my heart for doing that for my family. But what I was, I was so concerned. I was like, wow, this, this, this offense is kind of stale. This isn't what we normally see. They're down 14 points. And then Sean Payton is such a gutsy call. It'll, I am really excited to watch this matchup because exactly like you said, you kind of have an older veteran who's been around the block going up against this guy. It'll be really interesting to see these two game plans and, 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 and basically, who's the gutsier of the two, right? Mm-hmm. Two Sean's enter, one Sean leaves. I think they should have to change their name if they lose. How about that? Oh, wow. To what? I don't know. Maybe something embarrassing like, uh, what's an embarrassing name? Like Carl? I have a, name, I have a friend they, named Carl. Um, he won't like that. They, um, they both spell their name the same way too, right? I think so. Sean? Yeah. Because yeah. there's a couple ways you can spell Sean. S-H-A-W-N. I don't know if that's that common, but um, maybe they just have to change their name. That's it. Yeah. Um, Mike Thomas was doing a strut yesterday or on Saturday. What? No, that was Sunday. I don't know. My days are all messed up. So on Sunday, after Mike <laughs> Thomas ca- uh, catches a touchdown, he's doing this strut, and he has this look in his eyes. Uh, do you think there's any chance that we're in the middle of a Larry Fitzgerald-like playoff run out of Mike Thomas? Michael it just looks like Thomas. he knows that he's the man. You know what I mean? Yes. He, he is, is, is so clutch. I mean, first of all, he was on my uh, fantasy team. Thank you very much. Congratulations. Um, I did not. I came in second. On, I was in five leagues. I came in second in two of them. Hmm. Um, but I had a lot of the same players. So thanks to Michael Thomas for uh, giving me that runner-up. I appreciate it. Um, yeah, he's just somebody you have to, he's, a, he's big, he's physical. He's obviously very, you know, the number one target there in New Orleans. But what's awesome about the Saints offense is Alvin Kamara, you know, going up against Todd Gurley, it's like the one, two in terms of scrimmage touchdowns. These, these running backs, they're so dual threat. It, it, you know, there's so many weapons on both of these teams. It's it, it, like, it's just an offensive juggernaut matchup and it's really interesting too these matchups the top four offenses um i mean what happened to the defense in terms of defense winning championships you know we all i kind of i knew it was a high-flying affair this season but i really had you know i do that show the nfl game day pick them and i picked the bears and i picked the ravens because i really still believe that defense wins championships and what do I know? I guess I don't know anything about football because you have the Chiefs in there and obviously the Rams, the, the one, two, uh, in terms of scoring, uh, offenses. I just, it's crazy. Uh, the Saints, you know, it's just, it's insane how, how everything's playing, uh, playing out in the NFL. Do you it's see that Ryan Pace said that the place kicker will be a point of emphasis for the Bears this offseason? So I think, I don't know. I, yeah. I feel bad for Parkey. Actually, I feel I do, nothing. I this is feel. how I feel. Because, like, he's a millionaire, right? And he did his job. But I, if you have hatred towards Cody Parkey, you're a creep. But the right, because he's a rockin' bod and a hot wife. You know, he's fine. He's doing better than me. I do not feel bad for him. Right. He's got you a shouldn't six-pack. feel bad. You shouldn't, feel, you shouldn't feel bad for 
you shouldn't feel bad for any player in the NFL because they're making millions of dollars, way more. Well, you know, that hundreds of thousands of dollars more than all of us small people. However, it is hard to be in that situation because the kicker does have, you know, a lot of pressure on their shoulders. I felt bad for him afterwards. And, and first of all, the bears put themselves in a position where they needed, a, you know, a field goal to win the game. You know, where's the onus on, the rest of the offense, where's the onus on the defense? I mean, to, to leave it up to your kicker. Obviously, you want a guy that can put it through the uprights, but, you know, the Bears put themselves in a position where they needed to rely on it, and that's their own fault. Maybe I do feel bad for Cody Parkey. I don't know. Um, hey, I just no, said that no. Cody Parkey has a rockin' bod. Who do you think's hotter, Jared Goff or, or Drew Brees? Um, you know, Jared Goff's a little too young for me. Okay. Yeah. Uh, in terms of looking at him like that, um, and and Drew Brees seems like like your really sweet older older brother or uncle. So you're passing. So you're just you're passing. I feel uncomfortable making that decision just in general. Mm-hmm. Um, mm-hmm. But you know, uh, they're 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 both handsome fellows, I suppose. You know, mm-hmm. Drew Brees maybe a little maybe a little bit more because I like you know uh not so young looking gentleman so jared goff's like way too young he looks he looks he looks like he's just out of college which that's, i guess kind of he is yeah that's kind of what <laughs> it's creeping me out that i am starting to look at uh, nfl players as young people uh, it's not a place i want to be in life it's really sad when you start to look at these rosters and you see the age uh and you might be right there with them but you know, they're born in, like, the 90s, now, you know, the, the late 90s. I'm just like, what? What happened? Where? How did I get so old? I was, uh, I'm taking an improv class, and one of the classmates was showing me the photo he had on his license, and I noticed that the date of birth was 2000, and I, I just was, uh, I started laughing. I couldn't handle it. Gross. It was, yeah. That's gross. It is gross. That's just awful. I mean, I mean, yeah, right, 2000, because we're 2019. So these, you know, these kids in college are born in 2000 now. It's, it's, it's so gross. awful. Yeah. I, gross is right. Yeah, yeah. Um, who is the best yeah. home field advantage this weekend? Ooh, that's that's a great question. They both do, right? I mean, look, the Chiefs only lost one game. They lost to the Chargers. I want to say week 15, and uh, the the um, the Saints. Well, they lost what two games at home right they lost week one and then it did the, the panthers game doesn't even count because you know a camara yeah. and drew Brees weren't even in the game um but both of those teams are great when they're at home right i mean they're both they both are just so much better in terms of of of, of, of numbers and obviously arrowhead's so loud um god that's a good freaking question um the Chiefs I, are I, seven I don't even know one at home this year so was yeah that, they only yeah. lost to the chargers um, you know, I think, let's see here. Mm, I want to say the advantage goes to the Chiefs because um, I think that the Patriots haven't been as good on the road. And I think that the Chiefs, when at home, uh, just take advantage of the majority of situations. Uh, and, and, and Arrowhead is so, it's, it's, I think it's arguably the loudest stadium in the NFL. I want to say maybe second to C-Link. Yeah. Um, yeah. So I'm yeah. Go arguably the they lie about it the 12th man is actually louder it's a separate topic though oh um, is it gotcha yeah. um, gotcha the Chiefs it's fine you know do your whole drum thing I don't know the 12s are louder though <laughs> um, 
so, I think the competitive advantage would go to the Chiefs, though, being that the, the Patriots are struggle a little bit more on the road. And I think that if the Rams, if it was outside and it was cold, then I would say, you know, the Saints would have the home field advantage, but they're playing in a dome. And I don't really think, you know, that's going to maybe deter too much of what the Rams could potentially do as far as outside circumstances. It's not going to be freezing cold. Uh, you know, it's, it's going to be inside a dome. So I'm going to go with the Chiefs. But if it's cold outside, doesn't that kind of, because the Patriots want to be a team that runs more, right? So doesn't that kind of hurt the Chiefs at this point who want to be more of a high-flying offense? That's a good question. I mean, if you look at what the Chiefs did when they played the Chargers, okay? So the one game that they lost at home was the Chargers, and I just rewatched that game. I just saw, you know, the highlights of that game, and they were down, uh, what, I want to say 28-14. The Chargers were in the fourth quarter. And what did they do? Phillip Rivers didn't let off the gas. Uh, they scored a rushing touchdown, and then I think, I want to say it was either Mike Williams or Travis Benjamin um, that scored the last touchdown, and they went for the, the two-point after that. So I think the way you beat the Chiefs, because obviously you've got to keep the ball out of Patrick Mahomes' hands, is you do not let off the gas. And I think you're right. I think that's very favorable for – I mean, look, who does it better than Phillip Rivers? One uh, guy, and Tom that's Brady? it, Tom Brady. Yeah. And that's it. He does not let off the gas. And I think that, you know, it's it's going to be really hard to pick between these two teams because you're going off a guy that this is his first time in a playoff situation versus the veteran. And no one does it better than Tom Brady. But what I really liked when I saw that Chiefs game last week was their defense, the amount of pressure. And that's exactly what they're going to need to do to keep Tom Brady unbalanced. So, yeah, I think that that's what, you know, they're going to probably try to run the ball um, get rid of the ball quickly because we saw a Chiefs defense that played spectacular last week. I was shocked at how good they were playing. Um, and I, you know, it's going to be, it's, I don't know, it's going to be such a good game. I don't even know if it's going to be a high scoring game. It might be, like you said, it might be a, a run heavy game because you have Damian Williams who's coming on strong mm-hmm. and playing really and playing really well. So, uh, you know, it, it, it's going to be interesting the game, the game plan because. Andy Reid has never been able to beat Bill Belichick in the playoffs. He's 0-2. And, and I think he's 2-6 and six just in regular season. So, um, you know, it'll be, it'll be interesting. But obviously the favorite, the favorite goes to the Chiefs because they're playing at home. Um, yeah, you brought up some uh, numbers there. Uh, here's, here's a number that I think is kind of mind-melting. Uh, Tom Brady will be playing in his 13th AFC Championship game this Sunday. And Patrick Mahomes will be playing in his 19th NFL game. Uh, also, wow. Tom Brady has more playoff wins than any other quarterback has playoff starts. I don't know. It just At some point, these numbers don't make sense. And it leads me to my follow-up question. Why do people hate successful, beautiful people? Hmm. That is a really good question because... We do not like seeing successful, beautiful people continue to be successful. You can't have all that amazingness. You can't be beautiful and successful at the same time. Like, that's not fair. No, I'm just kidding. Um, Listen, for me personally, I actually like Tom Brady. I know yeah, everybody wants to hate him because, you know, whatever. But to me, Tom Brady symbolizes a six-round draft pick 
who worked really hard, who took advantage of, you know, his brain, if you will, because, you know, he's not necessarily, you don't look at him and go, wow, he's so athletically gifted. Um, and, you know, if you work hard and you, and you try hard and you put an effort, like Tom Brady, because he, he symbolizes hard work, right? Six round draft pick, look at where he is today. It's not, you don't look at Tom Brady and go, wow, he's athletically gifted. He used his mind. He uses his leadership. I, I, I like that he's done very well in uh, the NFL where you typically have to be a, a gifted athlete to, to get ahead. So in, in terms of like, I would want to be like Tom Brady, I'm okay with saying that. I'm um, good with that. Have you ever had fast food served on a silver platter? Have I ever had fast food? I can't say that I've had the honor of, of having such a delicious meal. Yeah. Okay. Um, do you think... No. Uh, not touching that one. Okay. Um, uh, I was thinking about, uh, how if like, let's say new England and new Orleans won, could there be a worse situation for Atlanta, the host city that would have to be the worst two teams that could possibly be matched up in the Super Bowl? Here's the good news. Zero Atlanta fans would go to that Super Bowl. Uh So think uh of how, how much better your access to getting Super Bowl tickets would be. Ooh, there you go. But can that's you imagine the, being the somebody, who lives, somebody who lives in Atlanta no. and then watching all these 12 and 9 jerseys go up and down Peachtree Street? Come on. That's, that's absolutely gross if you're an Atlanta fan. And I feel I would feel sorry, but then maybe I would benefit, so then I wouldn't feel that sorry. Yeah, there you go. Um, so, yeah. you you know, you, you're a big hotshot. I already said earlier you're a big celebrity. You go to the games and, you know, uh, are you in the ear of any college? Oh, yeah. Okay, this is what you need to do. Get in the ear of some college kid who's going to declare for the NFL draft and have him okay. go on uh, on maybe a game day or a pick em. You know, have him go on your pick em show. Do a Twitter okay. video. You got to get him to declare for the NFL draft like they're Michael Scott declaring bankruptcy. You know what I'm talking about here? Yeah. Okay. That's a viral video. That would be a help his brand. You know, it would go. No, you don't like. You don't like this idea. I have other ideas. I uh, think. I think I would. I would just need to work on the celebrity part because okay. that part might be a challenge. Well, that's yeah. not going to help me out for my next thing here because I give out uh, friendship <laughs> awards uh, starting this year. I started oh. giving out friendship awards, and I was going to give you the award for new celebrity friend. Oh my. God, you know how long I've been waiting for this? Probably a long time. There's a lot of stiff competition, obviously, because I've run in uh, very elite circles. Um, and also, yeah. Mike Del Tufo, the sound guy for the Rich Eisen show, did give me a ride to In-N-Out Burger this year, and I thought that was pretty cool. But, I don't know. He didn't make the cut. Well, Sorry, Mike. You know, is 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 Took in that, or is it because Mark is Took is not as much of a celebrity as me, which I... Would definitely agree with. I agree with I'm that. Obviously, super famous. But I've known him for longer than just this year. But he lost out to Celebrity the Friend of the Year to Rich Eisen because he was on my show this year and he let me hang out in his studio. So he won what? Celebrity of the Year. Yeah. How how was how was that? 
Uh, it was it was it happened less than twenty four hours after I was on the Conan O'Brien set, just you know, watching a show, and then Conan oh. let me flick his nipple. So I went from flicking Conan's yeah. nipple to being on Rich Eisen's set, which is two things I literally had have running dreams about. You know, I often would actually dream oh. about these two things, and uh, yeah, so uh, it's pretty unreal. By the I way. How was how was flicking his nipple? I mean, what, what did it feel like? Was it like erect? Was it was it kind of like a man boob, a dad boob? I mean, I need um, the lowdown on. And by the way, how did that even happen? I'm sure he was totally cool with it. Obviously, well, yeah. But for a while before his show went on hiatus, he was going to the person in a certain seat in the front row and at, and offering up his nipple. So when I finally went to my first Conan taping, I went hours early to make sure that I got this one seat. And he slowly started offering the – it was like in slow motion, you know. And he started offering the nipple. I licked the fingers a little bit and gave him a little flick there. And uh, it was a little erect, I would say. Yeah. It was was, was a dream. Dream come true. I can only imagine being being given the opportunity to flick Conan O'Brien's nipple. I I can imagine that. Whew, that must have been on the bucket list. It was. I did not touch Rich Eisen's nipples, though. So that's still on the bucket list. <laughs> All right. Well, we can dream. We can dream. One day, maybe. <laughs> One day. Um, I I started writing this interview at like 4 a.m. when I couldn't sleep a couple nights ago. And one of my notes was just a penguin emoji with a question mark. Does that mean anything to you? Or was that just me being a crazy person or something? Whoa. That's bizarre that you just said that so when i was walking from the coliseum and you you know you basically file out like cattle and it and the coliseum is just not the most functional of stadiums um but so you file out like your cattle like you know hundreds of people leaving mm-hmm. and what's really funny is if you look at people walk and you're like walk, and you just you, if you're behind a cat, a group of people, they just walk like penguins. It's just people swaying back and forth. Do it one of these days when you're leading, you know, a high high amount of a volume of people. You just look behind, like their backs. They sway like penguins. And we we I just said that to my husband. I was like, this looks like a file of penguins. People just like swaying back and forth. That's how they walk. So that's really weird. You were tapping into my brain Saturday night. Odd. See, new celebrity friend of the year. We're obviously very close friends because I was able to read that from, you know, Chicago to L.A. That's something. Hey, yeah, we're, so, we're pretty much telepathic. Yeah, since we are best friends, uh, if you have a plus one, I know you mentioned the <laughs> husband. But, you know, if you'll be in Atlanta <laughs> in a couple weeks, you know, the husband, he's probably yeah. fine. He has to look after your dog. Who's going to look after your dog? See, you give right, me the ticket right. to the Super Bowl and then we can hang out get even closer. You could be just straight up friend of the year next year instead of new celebrity friend of the year. Oh my God. So tell the husband, Hey babe, I love you so much. The dogs need looking after. Mm -hmm. If you're cool with it, I've got my BFF jaunders. Um, I'm going to bring to the Super Bowl. Is that okay? And then I'm sure he'll be fine with it. I don't see a problem with Also, if you want, I I can call him. I can text him, send him an email. I can let him know. Uh, yeah, so... Yeah, 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 yeah. I'll give you his number after we get off the, the, the podcast. <laughs> Thank you so much for doing this. You're always the best. Um, can you plug your show? Because I was watching on DVR now, and... Actually, can I make a confession to you? I didn't watch your show 
Friday because I didn't have cable or internet and I felt really guilty about it. Like this whole time, this oh. whole interview, I felt like just super guilty that I didn't watch NFL Pick'em last Friday, but I didn't have internet or cable yeah. all day. Oh, the power, the power must have gone out or you were locked in a cave, I'm sure, right? It was it was bad. No, the AT&T just stopped working and then the guy had to come the next day. Thank God it was up and running mm. for playoff uh, Saturday, but yeah. Oh. Uh. Thank God. Um, yeah, I mean, you would not have been able to go on with your day if you, you know, if your week, really, if you hadn't seen the show, which I can only feel sorry for you. I'm glad you were able to catch it. Uh, I, you know, I'm not mad, but, you know, make sure I you tune you in this I assume you picked all four That's games all correctly, right? I picked three games okay. correctly. Um, yeah, I, I, uh I'm three. I'm three and one this week. I went one and four last week, um, so I'm on the up and up. Yeah, I and and I have a couple of good picks this week, so you might want to tune in. Just say it. All right, uh, <laughs> I will definitely tune in this week. Um, yeah, I don't know. How would you say this interview went? Like, was it like a B, C plus? You know, we didn't talk as much games like playoffs you know preview but i'll we'll do it next week how about that i have nothing to do next week you know if you if you know don't make promises you can't keep <laughs> well other than making sure you watch my show uh you know that's definitely what you're doing and then we'll uh and then we'll discuss because right. i'll obviously be two and out so all right thank you so much at aaron coscarelli on twitter i think i don't know uh how do you end interviews? You say bye? What do you do? You just say bye? Um, you go, until next time. Until next time. And then you do time. like an air, and then you do an air gun, and then you blow out the gun because there's smoke when you shoot it. You know what I mean? <laughs> All right, thank yes. you. There you go. <laughs> John just hears something drunk by Ross Dog. Ross Dog, say hi. Hey, wasn't isn't Erin Cascarelli a, a a peach? Isn't she wonderful? Yeah. Did you get yesterday when you said that you couldn't record because you were doing errands, and I said I just talked to an errand? Did you get that, or was it just not funny? <laughs> I probably glazed over it completely. Okay. Um, we have two games but this that, week. That, now, now thinking about it, that's funny. So, Thank you. See, you yeah, okay. I really appreciate that. I was very... Uh, do you want to talk about... What game do you want to talk about first? All right. So I have something to say about one of the games. Um, I wonder what maybe... this could be about. Yeah. It's about Tom. So do I. Okay. Well, keep, keep going. Yeah, it's about Tom. And you oh, know what? I'm kind of pissed. I'm kind of pissed because I kind of wanted to do yesterday so we could have a, a real... Trashy, trashy Tuesday. Tuesday. Yeah. 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 An actual Trashy Tuesday. You must um, I did. And I was leaving work today and I was just thinking it. And it came to me that Tom mm -hmm. is quietly flying under the radar. Kind of. Yeah. I could buy into this. You know? Yep. You know? And, and I think the Patriots have a better chance at winning the Super Bowl this year than they did last year, even though both NFC teams are like way better but anyways that that has nothing to do with it you didn't respond to my text where i told you that tom brady has more playoff wins than any other quarterback has playoff starts okay so you wrote preseason 
Oh. And you can you confused me. So I wanted yeah, to text you back. Sense. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. Um I thought you meant playoffs, but I meant to say post season. Yes. Yes. But anyways, um I feel like Tom got shit on all season and I and I've done this thing where like I really haven't talked about him much. And that's cool and all. But he's in the he's in the AFC Championship again for the thirteenth time. Patrick Mahomes yeah, is playing just, his nineteenth NFL game. It's just like mind blowing, man. It's craziness. So I don't know. I just I think everyone should take their hats off to of Tom again. I'm not saying anything new here. I'm just trying to draw light. Yeah. Um. I look. I think. Um. Look, the Patriots. Dynasty already collapsed in Arrowhead in 2014. Obviously, the Patriots haven't been the same since they were declared dead in 2014 on Monday Night Football when they lost to the Chiefs. Uh-huh. And um, we lost all of our money. Yeah, that was that was that was. I like to I like to glaze over that part. Is what I would like to glaze over. Um, that still might have been. That was the. Uh, do you think that, that was, was the worst loss I've ever had? Yeah, that was the, that was the worst loss ever. Best best win though was definitely the Super Bowl against Atlanta, right? That was the best gambling win we've ever had. Yes. Patriots minus three, baby. All right, so but that gets me <laughs> to the point I want to get to. Um, like last year, nobody really thought that they were going to lose. What happened? They lost against the Giants twice. Nobody thought they were going to lose. They lost twice. Um, now Tom Brady's talking to Tracy Wolfson at the end of the game, saying like, "I know everybody thinks we suck. I think he believes." That the narrative out there is that the Patriots do suck, and what does that yes. mean? They're gonna that means win. That Tom's pissed off. Yeah, because they win. only win when they're convinced nobody thinks they can win. Also, I talked about this with uh, uh, Aaron Coscarelli a little bit, but I feel like Edelman's back. Actually, I don't think I got to this in the interview, but I think uh, Edelman's back to full form. I think he's back to where he was two years ago, and I think he's the linchpin of this Super Bowl run, this second, uh, you know, dynasty, if you will, of the Patriots, where. <laughs> Uh, when they had Wes Welker, they couldn't get it done. But I think uh, Edelman is the guy that keeps that engine moving. I know people want to point to Gronk, and I think he's great. But they have lost with Gronk. I don't think the Gronk is the reason why they go on these postseason runs. I think it's the Brady to Edelman con- connection. Um, I, the, you have a point here. No, I'm still coughing. <laughs> oh, are you, dude? Come on, man. Um, I have I have water. I have water right next to me. It's not helping. I got something in my in my throat stuck. Yeah, that's what. Okay, um, I don't. No, know. you can continue. I do have something. I, I suppose I do have something to add. That I, I guess it would just be more of an echo. But Gronk's prime. Give me the year of which it was. Um, two thousand thirteen to two thousand seventeen. I would. I would even. I would say that ended a year early. I don't think... 2016 is what you're saying? Yeah, yeah. But we talk about this a lot, where we talk about how uh, Gronk is taken out of the garage. He was only thrown to once, I think, last week. Or at least he only caught one pass last week. But that's not to say that they won't take him out and unveil him this week. Because he's only been used in like the last three years or so when they needed him. And if they decide that they need him against the Chiefs, why can't they pull him out? Well, they certainly will, right? I think so. Also, uh, Ingram and Bosa couldn't get to Brady last week in the divisional round. Brady was uh, sacked zero times. 
Houston and Ford were all over luck last week. It's all about the Patriots' offensive line. If they can still do the things that they did last week to guard those two elite pass rushers, then they have a chance this week. Also, White out of the backfield, I think, is kind of another thing that people look over. Uh, James White uh, caught 14 passes last week, and people can like you know say bad things about Tom Brady because he throws it underneath, but stop it then. And the reason they do that because they know that he'll hit Hogan or they'll he'll hit uh, you know Dorset or somebody else. Well, Steve, weren't they playing a weren't they playing a fucking zone against him? Like, what the hell's wrong with you? Of course, he's no, going to be open in the backfield. He, man, don't come at me. I'm just I'm just like doing the counter argument to what you hear online. I'm you know I'm team uh, twelve. Yeah, I know. TB twelve. At the end of the day, Damian Williams looked great. Uh, Tyree Kill is a freak, and you can't teach speed. And I know that Patrick Mahomes has done things that nobody else has seen. But end of the day, gun to your head, are you taking Andy Reid or uh, Tom Brady? I'm taking the Patriots minus three, or the Patriots plus three all day. Also, dude, I think this is the first time the Patriots have been dogs since we've been doing this podcast. It's been 69 games since they were dogs. No way. Yeah, I think this is the first time in forward pass thinking history that they have been dogs. That is an incredible statistic. Yeah, I think it makes it even, it makes it even cooler that you get to say like the lifetime of your podcast. Yeah, it's crazy, man. Because okay, so what's the money line here? Oh, I can uh, one second. It is plus tw- one twenty five. Patriots. Yeah, so you're not you're not getting any favors. Just take the points and and, and run with it, right? I think so. Yeah, it's, you're not getting enough extra for the three points, and yeah, it's just not worth it. Yeah. Okay. So what were you gonna What were you gonna say about the the streak too? You said sixty nine, so almost seventy games. So sixteen games, like because I know they play like twenty games a year because they always go in the playoffs, and that includes the playoffs. Uh, sixty nine divided by sixteen so, yeah. is four points. So like four, so that's four years. So yeah. yeah, it's definitely in the lifetime of this podcast. The Patriots have not been dogs. This is the first time. That's that's that is- insane. Yeah, that's insane. And it, it, I think it, it does go to your point from earlier that, like, it, it's, even, it's even more ammunition as to why they're going to win. Like, not only because they're dogs, but because everyone's shit them all season. And, I, you know, I, the Chiefs are great. But the real question is, is Andy Reid going to take a dumber timeout than Bill Belichick? And the answer to that is 100% yes. I must cut you off and said 100% yes. I cannot be more lockstep with you. We're both taking the um, the Patriots here. I'm upset that this can't be my lock of the month because I wasted it last weekend. Rostov oh. went 3-1 last weekend. I got, yeah, so he won 3-1. Uh, to one. We disagreed on every game. I only got one right. Good for you, man. I went, I went crazy and took all dogs last week. Thank you. I liked, I liked it. I, I, was thinking, um, I was thinking about you watching those games last weekend and kind of it just it made me smile how stupid <laughs> that was that you did that. But anyway, did you see that uh, I opened up the back porch fun. game center? We're having fun. The what? The back porch game center was open on Saturday night. No way! I yeah, Adam Turman came years. over. We we had a gay old time in the backyard. Wow, it's cold. Damn. It's cold, baby. Yeah, probably chilly. Okay, so um, I did not use my lock of the month, and this couldn't be any more of a lock. The Patriots <laughs> getting. The Patriots getting three points 
and uh, yeah, yeah, no, just that's that's it. My lock of the month going Patriots in Arrowhead. Man, I can't wait till next week when we we both lock of the month the Patriots. That's gonna be fun for us. Man, we're oh my god, <laughs> oh my god. <laughs> uh, that's gonna be so us? much fun. Yeah, I don't know. Uh, okay, let's move anyway. on to the NFC Championship game. Uh, the Los Angeles Rams have won the right to go to New Orleans to play in the Superdome against Drew Brees and Sean Payton. Uh, earlier in the podcast, I think I've been saying this all year though that I think Sean Payton's enjoying his best year as a coach this year. Uh, the stuff they're doing with Taysom Hill is so fun and innovative. I think Michael Thomas might be in the middle of a Larry Fitzgerald esque uh, playoff run. I think he knows he's the man. He knows he, that this offense goes through him, and I think he's up to the challenge. Um, I I I don't know. Rankins being gone might hurt them on their defensive side, but they still have uh, Cameron Jordan. I think there's enough pieces on this defense to kind of fe- like fend off this Rams team. And at the end of the day, I I, I love this Rams offensive line. I think Todd Gurley's more injured than he let out, is letting on. And C.J. Anderson has come and stepped up in a big way. But I don't know where they. I'm gonna sound like an idiot maybe on on Sunday night or Monday, but. Cooks and Woods isn't really doing it for me. And I think that Alvin Kamara and Taysom Hill and Michael Thomas and Ingram are going to just out be able to outpace the Rams easily in home. And that place is going to be so loud, man. I don't even know. Like, I just I, I can't imagine a way the Saints lose this game. And I think they'll cover the three and a half points. Okay. <clears throat> I'm going to deliver you three reasons as to why the Saints will win. Reason number yeah. reason number one. Sean McVay's haircut is stupid and although Sean <laughs> <laughs> and although Sean Payton's new glasses are also stupid, Sean Payton doesn't have a dumb haircut. So I will give first point to the Saints. Second point the Saints running game is sneaky better than the Rams. And I only I only say that because I think the Rams running game is sneaky worse than everyone thinks it is. Like I think I think everyone thinks it's incredible when really I think it's just your average run of the mill running game. Well so, I, I think Todd Gurley is overhyped a lot and I think CJ Anderson's emergence has kind of like you know, shown that. I think their offensive line is great. I think uh, Booger McFarland going on Twitter and saying that the Rams' offensive line is one of the weak spots in the playoffs. I mean, he's an idiot. Please get him off my TV. Well, I can't stand it. But yeah, I, I just I Booger McFarland's stupidity is not in question here. Yeah, I I just can't believe he's on my TV every Monday. That's okay. He's not going to be there that much longer. Go on. Well, I think they're all staying for next year. Well, I mean, yeah, that that's fine. Next year's you know we can all power through one more. I think for the for the Rams to win this game, Donald needs to take over. And I don't know. I think I trust the Saints offensive line to kind of keep him at bay. Uh, Drew Brees sneakily has had the best footwork of any quarterback this season. It's the Saints. The Saints. Also, this sets Oh, up- do you want reason number three? Oh, please, yes. Okay, reason number three. America wants nothing more than to see Tom and Drew Brees go at it for potentially 
what what could potentially be like both their last games. Like if I want, if Tom wins the Super Bowl, he's got to call it quits. He can't be stupid anymore. And if Drew Brees Turn wins the Super Bowl, week. he's Drew Brees would certainly certainly call it quits. He knows when to he knows when to leave. So, I was just about to say that Super Bowl matchup that you just predicted or that we're both predicting. I think. Um, could you? So I just I brought up the Falcons Patriots game not too long ago, just a couple of minutes ago. And also, mm-hmm. who do the Falcons hate more than their division rival, the Saints? Right? Mm-hmm. Here, yeah. are you sticking with me so far? Um, yeah, I, 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 I got it so far. I don't know where in it's Atlanta. Going the Super Bowl is in Atlanta this year. What matchup could possibly be worse for the Atlanta citizens than a Patriots Saints matchup? It's, it's the Super Bowl from hell for this city. Oh, wow. I Can you lo- imagine I going to Peachtree Street and seeing a bunch of 12s and 9 jerseys going up and down? Wow. It, it would be a, a, an Atlanta football fan's personal hell. Yeah. yeah, you're absolutely right. And I think that's, that's what's coming. That's, you know, that's reason number four. I mean, if we don't get this Super Bowl, it's, it would be a, a disgrace. And yep. Sean McVay's haircut's stupid. Sorry. I think his I haircut mean, is dumb. I yeah, I think his haircut. Is I just dumb. don't, I dude. It's 2018, man, and you make millions of dollars. Go to a hairstylist and be like, hey, you know, I I don't think I don't think I'm doing this right. Can you just give me a haircut and tell me what to do every day? And he would probably look so much better. And he Remember wouldn't have Andy to do Dalton anything. Did that? Andy Dalton did that in like 2015. Exactly. And before that, it's it's what a what an idiot. So stupid. Sorry. Uh, yeah. So make sure you subscribe to Four Past Thinking audio content on Apple Podcasts. Make sure you go and also subscribe to my new show. I owe you an uh, interview. Uh, leave a five star rating for both these podcasts, and I'll read your review on the wrong. You know show. what the so... I O the I O name got like better. You it's like still it? Still lame. Yeah, oh, it's still on. lame. But like. It's, it, but the, it's way better. Like, that's perfect. I owe you an interview. That's awesome. I like that. There's an episode right now up with uh, Gretchen Eng. She's great. Uh, find out more about that. I don't know. Uh, I've been Jonders FPT on Twitter. He's been Ross Dog FPT on Twitter. Until next time. Bye, everybody. All right. I don't know. That's it. This is all staying in. Schwarzenegger, uh, where he's doing like a pep rally for the Chargers. Yeah, the San Diego, or go, what is it? What does he say? <laughs> yeah. Go, go Chargers! Char- go Chargers! <laughs> Super Chargers! Yeah, I've seen that. Um, John is here still. I'm joined by Ross Dog. Ross Dog, say hi. <coughs> <laughs> 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 Sorry. <laughs> Hi. Hi, you say.
Um, 